Hello folks, welcome to the Tech Geek Podcast. I'm your host Sukriti Adivanshi. Hope you and your loved ones are staying safe. We all know that we are living and operating in an era where data is more valuable than ever and securing the data is more crucial than ever. In today's episode, we will talk about confidential computing, which is a new technology that allows organizations to unlock the value of their most private data while keeping it more safe and secure. To broaden our understanding around the topic, I am in conversation with Amit Ghosh, Chief Information and Services Officer at R3, who believes that it is possible to share the data openly without compromising privacy, security, or integrity. Welcome to the show, Amit. I'm elated to have you. Thank you, uh, Sukriti. It's great to be here and talking about this very important topic uh, today with you. Thanks, Amit. So to begin with, uh, please help us understand the entire concept of uh, confidential computing. I think uh, very simply put, confidential computing is about securing data when it's in use. Uh, if you if you look at the landscape uh, today, uh, there are mechanisms and technologies to secure data while it, it is at rest. Effectively, you know, if I'm storing my data, I can secure it. Uh, I can secure the data when it's in transit. Uh, so effectively, if I'm sending you data, I can encrypt it, I can zip it, I can password protect it, and so on. So that's also possible. However, you know, it's it's very hard to do uh, security uh, securing data when it's actually in usage or computation is being done on the data, and that's what we aspire to do, especially in scenarios where multiple parties have to exchange data. And many, in many cases, those multiple parties are individual institutions, or they could be parts of a single big institution as well. So that's really confidential computing in, at the highest level. Great. Thank you so much for that. Moving on, what are the issues surrounding the data security uh, currently that you can see? I think there are three big issues uh, right now. I think, you know, the proliferation of data and the amount of data in the ecosystem has grown significantly over the last, I would say, two decades, uh, given the systems which are available to both capture data and store data. So I think that's all positive. Uh, however, I think you know, uh, you know, the volume of data has grown significantly over the over the decades, uh, and it'll, it'll just quadruple and quintuple over the next many decades. So it, it just continues to grow. So that's one of the pressing issues. How do you manage data, especially when you, you know, manage large volumes of data when you're uh, interacting with other parties? Uh, as I mentioned very briefly earlier, I think securing uh, data uh, with the right uh, parameters as well as ensuring privacy of the data we own as institutions is becoming more and more paramount. Uh, we have seen enough uh, scenarios in the industry where data has been breached and that has caused harm to both institutions and individuals. So I think that that's one of the big issues pressing the industry. And the third big issue is around talent. Uh, you know, there is still a significant lack of talent which can work on the uh, very detailed engineering problems related to uh, ensuring security and privacy of data and usage of data in the right way. So I think those are the three big issues I see from an industry perspective. Okay, so tell me what is a trusted execution environment and how important it is in a data-driven world? I think the trusted uh, execution import, uh, environment is a key part of the confidential computing space, especially the way we, we address that space. 
simply put, it is an enclave or a secure environment, which is separate from the rest of the computer. So if you think, you know, many phones, which are equivalent to powerful computers today, have secure enclaves. Uh, you can have actually PCs and laptops with secure enclaves. So essentially, it's a it's an execution environment, which is in some sense uh, and in all sense actually separate from the computer. What it allows you to do is to make sure that data and code can be processed without the owner of the computer gaining access to the raw data. So for example, if you and I are interacting uh, in as two different institutions and we are sending our data sets to a third party, I think what a trusted execution environment will allow is to make sure that the, th the third party cannot see the data we have sent into the enclave and into the uh, execution environment. And that's really a very powerful concept, especially when you, when you start thinking about how it can be used and where it can be used and what scenarios it can be used. Um, and I think it's also related to, you know, the proliferation of data in cloud today, right? So we, this cloud computing is, is becoming more the norm. Uh, it's already a big industry globally and it'll be, continue to grow. Uh, and I think what we are trying to do and we are working on is how do we make sure that when you share data as well as store data in the cloud, it is secure, as I said before, while in storage, in transit, and in usage. Uh, so the usage part is where I think our focus is, and we use the trusted execution environment uh, for that purpose. Wonderful. So Amit, tell me, how can tech professionals work on easily building secure enclaves? I think, uh, you know, the, the beauty of enclaves, as I said before, was really, I think it provides an execution environment which is very safe and secure. However, you know, the technologies which provide enclaves today are not very easy to use. I think they are often enough um, complex technologies. Uh, it's very typical that the enclaves and the execution environments are written in relatively low level, low productivity languages like C or Rust. Uh, and there is, you know, virtually no line of business applications benefiting from this technology today, even though they theoretically could, right? So I think that's that's really uh, a big challenge. So what, you know, what R3 and our Conclave platform in working with Intel's SGX uh, environment, what we are trying to do is a couple of things. We are, ma we are making uh, the trusted execution environment uh, developer friendly, so, you know, bringing high-level intuitive APIs uh, to the world of trusted execution so that many, many business developers can actually write applications on any operating system, whether it's be Macs, Linux, Windows, or anything else. I think we are making it easy to use. Uh, you know, as I said, uh, trusted execution environments and enclaves are written in uh, low-level languages. I think we are making it easy to use by giving uh, access to write applications using Java, Kotlin, Scala kind of languages, which are more prevalent amongst the business developers who write applications and uh, solve use cases. Uh, we're also allowing uh, uh, through uh, one of the feature sets in our uh, Conclave platform called Conclave Mail, allowing uh, entities and institutions to share data by safely sending private data to secure enclaves. So think of me as an institution, whether I'm a bank or a financial services firm or a corporate trying to send data to another 
third party for collaboration or multi-party computation, I can do that now far more easily than if I had to deal with the enclave all by myself. Uh, and finally, you know, uh, as you know, R3 is a, a enterprise software company uh, which is uh, facilitating and accelerating digital transformation by industry collaboration. So we have another platform called Corda, which is a blockchain platform, and we are also enabling the integration of our conclave multi-party com confidential computing platform with the blockchain platform Corda as well. So all of these efforts uh, are really to help our developer community, especially the business developer community, to leverage confidential computing at scale. All right. So, you know, Amit, we spoke about uh, the concept and everything of uh, confidential computing. Help me understand what are the deep tech skills that engineers, developers, or any tech professionals must have pertaining to the data-led world? I think uh, a few things come to mind, right? First, uh, of course, uh, what we are seeing is, is the need for understanding how to build multi-party uh, applications, you know. Often enough, in the existing world, we see most business applications being singular in nature. As in, you know, if a bank needs an application, they build something or they buy something for their own use. Uh, in our world, in multi-party confidential computing, or even in the blockchain world, which we also live in, uh, you know, the key key thesis is how do we work across systems between multiple institutions who who may or may not necessarily have uh, the same technology stack. So that's number one. I, I think in the data world, you'll see a lot of uh, use cases where we have to determine how to share data uh, on a platform like Enclave. And really, I think that requires both the programming skills, uh, the high-level programming skills on the business application side, but also the infrastructure skills, especially things like DevOps uh, and uh, related skills. So we, we see that as well. Uh, and finally, I, I would say, you know, uh, the blockchain world is quite a new world. Uh, I think it, it is, um, it is from a concept perspective, still relatively new for many of our existing developer community. And uh, I think that's, that's a skill which is very related to the confidential computing space because blockchain applications often enough are starting to use confidential computing applications as an add-on. And so I think blockchain skills are becoming more and more relevant. And that's, these are a couple of areas where we both hire as well as, you know, uh, we do our part of working with a community of developers around the world to provide free training and boot camps and other things. Great. So now this is the last one, Amit. What does the future of industries in terms of confidential computing usage look like? I think uh, the future from our perspective looks quite bright. Uh, and I think we have seen enough uh, good use cases come our way already and many more coming in partnership with our, our close collaborator, Intel. Uh, so, you know, uh, I think the biggest uh, thing which we are looking uh, for are use cases in fraud uh, analytics, uh, market analytics, um, as well as data aggregation, uh, and similar use cases. So uh, let me tackle fraud first. I think um, this is probably something which we see in the news quite often. Uh, if you look at what's happening on from a cyber attacks perspective, the there are enough cases which have uh, come to light in the last many, many years 
where data has been compromised. Uh, and many times the data has been compromised not while it was in store or it was being shipped to, from one entity to another, but when it was being used by a third party who we trusted to use it in the right way, but then they didn't, right? Uh, and I think that's, uh, that's where we come in as well. So uh, one of the big things which we are doing in many of the cases, uh, starting off with financial services firms, but with other industries as well, is creating inf market infrastructure and technology platforms with the technology companies to bring various industry participants. And these could be many, many banks together, or this could be many corporates together, or supply chain companies together, whatever the, or healthcare companies together, and sometimes even government. Uh, how can you help them collaborate, share data, and get the analytics without uh, necessarily worrying about will will my data be abused right uh, so i think that's that that's really where uh, one of our big focus areas is so essentially this is fraud analytics or fraud insights right uh, the second area is uh, in some sense related but on the other side of business analytics and market insights many times you know if for example if i'm a financial institution i want to know what my market share is for a certain product line I, it's very hard to find that out uh, conclusively. Uh, what we are allowing and we are building towards uh, our use cases where, let's say, all the banks in the industry can share their revenue data confidentially and just to the enclave, so not to any individual, just to the trusted execution environment as we talked about, which can then process all the data sets and come up with the insights and just uh, publish the insights for everybody to see what, what market share they have, rather than publish anybody's data to each other. Right? So th those are the use cases which we are seeing uh, come, come to life. Uh, so, you know, I would say, to summarize, one would be on everything related to fraud, cyber attacks, and how we address those challenges. And on the business opportunity side, how do we get better analytics at an industry level or even at a multi-party company level so that we can uh, push forward on areas which we want to do, right? So I think that those are the two big areas which uh, we see coming uh, our way. Well, this brings us to the end of our conversation, Amit. Thank you so much for filling us in with such relevant information around data security and privacy. Uh, so Kriti, this was uh, great to chat with you and thank you for the opportunity to be here with you today. Thanks, Amit. Folks, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. I will be bringing in some more tech podcasts for you to uh, watch on TechX. Stay tuned. Signing off for now.